Well, tonight's show looks a little different, ladies and gentlemen. The last show of the year. Welcome to the Sofa Chronicles. Uh, we've had to restart twice. Jake ever so gracefully did a whole ass fucking gainer out of his chair because apparently it's got pins in it <laughs> that you're supposed that you're supposed to put in the thing. So Jake sits down, cigar microphone and Dr. Pepper in hand, and like the true boss that he is, just laid the some bitch back and puffed on his cigar. <laughs> Didn't do no, like no yell, no nothing. It was it was if something fucked up with the audio. We couldn't keep it, so unfortunately, we don't have that. But we were recording outside on this beautiful, beautiful evening. We're out here smoking cigars. We're enjoying the last podcast of the year, as always. The beautiful Jacob Giles is here. Hello, sir. Hi. How you feeling, bud? Like I ate a whole bag of shit. Ate a whole bowl of shit in whole, the most graceful way I've ever seen. Whole McDonald's. Whole McDonald's had a shit. He I he I fuck. Basically. <laughs> Thanks, John. I appreciate the effort of putting the chair together. <laughs> I like fucking I tried to help. So I, I John Stewart it. is here again. You know, we had our filler episode last week that I had to re-listen to because I forgot all about what we talked about. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, I didn't no. listen to it at all because I completely forgot to do that. I did. I listened to it and I was just like, wow, I don't remember talking about that. I don't remember talking about any of that. I actually it was a have weird my, night. It was a weird night. We did two podcasts in a row that night, which I didn't hate, but you know, we finished it, we were recording for basically six hours that day. <clears throat> Always remember the fifth of November. Anyway. We hope that you enter 2024 with as many fingers and toes as you had in 2023. Going to be a lot of fireworks going off tonight. Honestly, I just just hope they enter 2024. We hope you enter 2024. That's a great point, Jacob. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I just hope you get into 2024. Yeah, get there. Keep your fingers if you can. You know, hey there, watch this. Probably shouldn't do that tonight. Definitely not a hold my beer moment. That sounds like Zero shutting the door. Uh, Probably. So, it's been a good year, boys. Well, I'm trying to tell myself it's been a good year. It has been. It's been a pretty good year for Honestly, me. Honestly. Let's... All right. So, this episode is basically going to be the recap. Yeah. So, for my year, I'll start. Uh, My year started off absolutely garbage. It was a horrible start this year. I was going through a divorce I didn't ask for. I... Basically lost the person that I told that I would be together with forever. Uh, she she decided to leave the day after my birthday in October. And I was hoping to work things out because I, I had that hope. I wanted my wife. I wanted the person that I made the forever commitment with. And she decided not to stick to it. I don't know why. I never got an answer. And that's okay. I, I don't need the closure. I don't need the explanation. I just... I have accepted the fact that I get to move on with my life and be me and do the things I want to do, which is great. I I did go on a little bit of a materialistic spree, um, buying some things when I had the opportunity to, to make myself happy in that way. And then uh, in December of last year, I decided to start going back to church. So I've gone to church every week uh, this year because that was a commitment that I made for myself that I was going to go to church every Sunday this year. And it was helpful for me. It gave me new ways to think of things. It gave me um, not necessarily composure, but it did bring some peace on how to go about some things. Uh, 
Um, I was talking, I was going to my therapist, talking to him regularly up to when he went on his trip to Djibouti, which is in Africa, I believe. And he was state, he, he wasn't stationed over there. He was at a army base, if I remember correctly. And I would talk to him on WhatsApp every so often. Then when got into the year, man, it, it, divorce papers were served to me. I signed them. Kept going, chugging along, and I'm not going to say I'm the best I've been, but I'm much better than what I was at the start of the year. I'll agree with that. Um, I've made some phenomenal <clears throat> friends over the course of the year. I've strengthened relationships that I've had. That's with you, John Stewart, and with Josh, and then with another fantastical human named Jody Fells that Josh is ready to meet. I love this man already. Um, He's a wonderful I, human. I, I will go to battle for that man. And I will not have any issues with it at all. Um, I've definitely strengthened some relationships that I've had with people that I didn't necessarily push out of my life, but just kind of we drifted apart due to, you know, the status that I had being married and just kind of want to come home and spend time here. And, you know, now I'd have to say for the overview of my year, it started off horrible, but the end of the year, I felt like I've grown more in the last six to eight months, eight, ten months, maybe, that I've done in the last couple of years in general, just because of the situation that I was put in and I had to deal with it. And I didn't run from it. I didn't blame anybody. I didn't badmouth my ex-wife. I still won't badmouth my ex-wife because she did what she thought she needed to do for her. And I don't agree, agree with the way she went about it. But it is what it is. Life will go on. She is doing whatever she wants to do, which is not my business. And I don't want to know the business either. But uh, I will say that it could have been handled a little bit better, in my opinion. I think there could have been some more um, cooperation on on the issue. But it's done. Life will go on. We had a, uh, a really good month in November. We, uh, we did a Men's Mental Health Month every uh, for November. We did a video every day. And so you did phenomenal. I, I'm, it was a struggle. I hit about day 20, and that was the day that I was like, I don't know if what I'm doing is making a big difference. I don't know if it's making an impact. I was told by a few different people that it was, that there's been conversations that were created because of the, of the videos I was posting, and that's a good thing. That's why I made them. I didn't want to make them just to say something. I made them to... You know, have people go, okay, he said this. What can I think about and how can I apply that to a situation that I'm going through or that I went through we can fix now? And so that was that was the whole point of my video every day for November. Um so yeah, there's that. I got to watch my nephew grow in sports. He did fantastic in his little flag football league that he played in. My niece is uh she's still tiny. She's still very tiny. So there's that. Um, as much as I don't talk to my brother, he had a new baby. So there's another Giles in the world. And I'm glad that you know, the, the little one is healthy. I'm glad the, the mom is healthy. It is his wa- That's his wife. I will make sure that's put out there. Um, I'm proud of both of them. Uh, I'm happy for both of them. And eventually, you know, there might be a time where this whole not talking to him stops 
but I still have stuff to work on before that happens. I know that now it's on a me side and not a him side. So I uh, I will say if I go one to ten, I'd have to say my year is probably a solid solid eight and a half for the year for everything that roller coaster ride that it gave me. What about you, sir? Well, financially, I'd say that my year's been a negative three. <laughs> just because of past mistakes that were made uh, financially on our part that we're paying the price for now, but you know it's almost done with. <clears throat> um, I also am going through a divorce. I moved in with Jake just before Thanksgiving last November, and the main focus of me moving in here with him was self-improvement because I was in a horrible, horrible place with me. I'm still not a big fan of me in general, but I'm learning to be better. I have learned over the last year what self-love is. I'm not great at it still, but uh, I'm learning. I'm trying to get better. And there are people that are around me that are helping me. Those You know who you are. Y'all know who you are. And I appreciate every one of you. And I've I've just tried to grow. I've um I'm really going to strive to implement Jocko's good philosophy for the next year that, you know, of things happen in life, it's opportunities to be better. Short version of that. Opportunity to grow. Yes. So I competed four times this year. I got my ass handed to me four times this year, but I had a blast doing that. I've met some amazing people in the strongman community, and I've become a bigger part of the strongman community. And I, uh, I've just got to do some really cool stuff because of that sport. And we've got to do really cool stuff with this podcast because of that sport. And it was basically the transition out of the fire service for me was getting into strongman. Because I needed somewhere to apply that energy because I sank everything that I could sink into strongman or into the fire service because that was the only thing I was ever told that I couldn't, I could do. Everything else I ever wanted to do, they told me no. Well, basically, they told me no in the fire service too because I got, I got rejected three times of going to, uh, going to the academy and getting hired and all that kinds of stuff. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I've just, this whole year has been a attempted self improvement and I have not done, I have not done great because of mental state and, you know, hitting rock bottom and <clears throat> coming, coming down farther than I ever thought I would with everything that's happened, but I've strived to be better. I've strived to be consistent. I've strived to be as good to the people around me as they are to me. I am surrounded by some of the best people in the entire fucking universe and I'm here because of y'all, like really and truthfully, like y'all have saved my ass this year. And I thank you for it. Like y'all know who you are. I love you. And I thank you for everything that y'all have done for me. Um, I got hurt not long ago. Uh, some of y'all have seen some updates on that. I, I busted my ass at work, long story short, and I came down on directly on my elbow, which has done tendon damage between my bicep and my wrist. 
and I potentially have a tear in the labrum of my shoulder. My doctor is pretty convinced that I do, just doesn't know how bad. I'm currently waiting as of this podcast to go have an MRI done on my shoulder, and I have started physical therapy on the tendon repair, which I can tell you that having a cold rag wrapped around four electrodes that are tasing your arm feels fucking wonderful. Yes, John, it feels fantastic. It feels great. Until you fuck around and find out and tell them you could turn it up a little bit and they turn it up a lot and you're just kind of like, okay, I'm a pussy. You can turn it back down. <laughs> Stop now. You can, hold on. Uncle. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can't train. I don't even know that I'll be able to compete when I want to compete. And um, that's okay. We'll, we'll adjust. I'm still going to go to the Red Brick Rumble in April. Shout out to Zach Roundsville. And the Baptist Helps Complex and everybody that puts that puts on that contest. I'll probably still be there physically, but I don't know that I'll be able to compete. I don't know. It just depends on what they say about my shoulder because I can't lift really at all. I am a fat, weak bitch right now, and I do not like it. But it's okay. It's a chance to get better. I'm going to get way fucking better next year. I guarantee you that. So I will say that while I haven't, not going to say that this was the best year ever and you know I'm not going to rate my year as high as Jake rated his year but I'll give it a solid 6. You know, I've I've been around my babies a lot. You know, I've got to do a lot of things with my babies. My babies know that I'm still here and I still love them and you know they're they don't question whether or not their daddy loves them because they know and I know they love me and they under they kind of understand what the deal is that you know where where their mother and I are and you know, I like Jake said, I have nothing bad to say about her. I'm never gonna badmouth her. I'm never gonna hate her. I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be anything but a positive influence in her life and my kids' life because whether or not I want to, we're gonna be a part of each other for at least another twenty years while our children still grow up. And I'm gonna be supportive. I'm gonna be supportive of her and whatever she decides to do and whatever whatever comes our way. So as if anybody wants to talk shit and say that Josh Odom has been bitter towards his ex-wife, no, the fuck he hasn't like, there's enough people around here talking shit. I don't need anybody else talking shit. So there's that. Um, we are, we are still a team. We are still our children's parents and we actually get along pretty well now, which is great. You know, it, it is what it is on our marriage. That's, that's another, that's another topic for another day, but, it is what it is. We're working together. We're making things work. We're moving forward for our children. That's what everything what everything I do is going to be based on being better for me so I can be better for my babies and better for my friends and better for my people and just better in general. That is the goal for 2024. If I'm better for me, I'm better for everybody. So that's where I'm at with that. I have talked enough, and it's time to hear from our guest, Mr. John Stewart, who has had a who's had a pretty interesting year himself, and uh, I was happy to be a part of some of those things this year. Is it saying? Yeah, that's not the right word. It's it's recording, not saying. Yeah. That's the right word. Yeah. Yep. You know, technical things. We've moved locations, so. Sometimes things mess up again. And it didn't help that me and Jake both had our microphones muted sitting on the ground. Because <laughs> I was well, I was taking a drink of my drink and when you were talking, if we would have had our microphones on, it still would have picked up something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, say what you said over 
Yeah, you go ahead, buddy. I, mean, I fully meant what I said, so I'll say it over again. Y'all have grown so much this year, it's crazy. And living together probably helped y'all. Like, like, it was a great way for us to be accountable. Yeah. Yeah, handling... I'm not sure I could have handled Jake's life this year as well as Jake did. I'm not sure I could have handled your life, Josh, this one as well as you did. Like having someone there for you, I'm, I'm sure helped. And losing being able to work out and not like staying in that same headspace and still being okay. Like really proud of you for growing. At least, very least, you have to admit that much. Oh yeah, like objectively, like if, you're a better person. If this would have been this time last year. <laughs> Yeah. I, I would not be okay. Yeah. It would have been a much darker place. I seriously thought about like not even saying my year because a year went a little bit better than y'all's. Well, no, that's uh, the whole point. That's, yeah. that's why we want you to talk about it. That's what I was thinking when it's because like there is hope. Like there are good years. There are shit years. But like, I don't know. I went through all of school. Just trying to do something, trying to get through nursing school. And then as soon as I got out of nursing school, a fucking pandemic hit and killed however many people worldwide. And I was in the worst part of the hospital for said pandemic. Literally three weeks after he started his job, COVID hit. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was trained for one job and they were like, oh yeah, you're an ICU nurse now. It's like, fuck. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. When the shit hit the fan for John Stewart, it <laughs> it hit the fucking fan. Their exact words were ask questions, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm good at that." Okay, <laughs> if there's one thing I'm good at, it's asking questions. Um, but in my my years didn't start out great. It started out in Sacramento. <clears throat> Only two jobs nursing I've ever quit because I didn't like that job at all. <laughs> but came back here, started back to school. Going to free rocket surgeon. Rocket surgery school. Rocket surgery school. It's going to be good times. It's still hard. But missile doctor. I couldn't think of what we were saying earlier. Yeah, missile doctor. Yeah, Jake coined the term missile doctor and as what he'll be able to do when he gets done with rocket surgery school. <laughs> and that is fucking wonderful. If I, if I work on missiles, though, I might work on NASCAR now that I know that. Which is wonderful. <laughs> I don't even like NASCAR, but I went to Bristol and I was like, woo! <laughs> If I can get good enough at TIG welding and and learn how to TIG weld the material that they use for the roll cages, I would love to do that kind of stuff. Dude. Dude, like I said, I'm not even a NASCAR fan. Like, I know of Bristol. I've never seen a race at Bristol, but I went there and I was like, this place is amazing. How did you like going on the embankment? Fantastic. First of all, don't do it in a fucking five-ton SUV. Not not advisable, but we didn't die. <laughs> and my wife was on the side that would have rolled, so insurance is good. I've also learned that she listens to this podcast, so hi. <laughs> Does she now? <laughs> yeah, that's why we can't delete Spotify. Thank you, Hannah Stewart Stewart, <laughs> for your you, support. Hannah Stewart Stewart, for all the wonderful things you do. <laughs> yes. Uh, the only thing you haven't done is made your name actually Stewart Stewart, See, but it which we're still now. sad about that. Not doing that. You had the opportunity when you had, had the license. You had the opportunity, dude. Had the opportunity. You, you could have coined that so good. You could have put Hannah Stewart Stewart trademark. You could have yes. trademarked it 
And sued people who tried to use it. Yeah. And not only that, you two both could have been known as the Stuart Stewarts. Yeah. Trademark. That's why we I say... I mean, we could still be known as the Stuart Stewarts. Well, we can not say that like that. Like, they're so awesome, we got to say it twice. Yes. <laughs> they are so incredibly awesome individually that now they're together in marriage. There is no just the Stewarts. It is Stuart Stewart. Which and you know who fucked it up? Both no. of you. Both no. of you. We're both Stuart and Stuart, so we're Stuart Stuart. But it's not Stuart. trademarked. That's not hard. That's paperwork. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you gots to do it. <laughs> her not changing her last name. That is past. It'll cost money. I'm but, just saying. It's not not doable. I mean, how much <laughs> is it? I might be able to pay for it. I don't know. I think it's a couple hundred dollars change last name, isn't it? That's it. That's it. It's so not, if you go to the it's not crazy, so if you go to the Sofa Chronicles Patreon and, do, <laughs> and make a donation, put the note in Stuart Stewart, that way we know where to put the funds. That, yes, that way we know where that money needs to go. Okay, but if one of us changes our name to Stuart Stewart, we'll do name the kids Stuart Stewart Stewart Stuart Cubed Stuart Try Stewart. Uh no, I like Stuart Cubed. You got to leave the Triforce alone, man. You S-cubed. can't mess with the Triforce. Stu 3PO. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> nice. So, speaking of that now, uh, what does she think of the podcast? She fucking loves y'all. Okay, well, that's us like, individuals. I told her that you almost died, and she was like, y'all be careful. When did I almost die? When you laid the chair down ever so delicately. <laughs> it was like watching a low-speed car chase come to an end. Thanks, guys. And then there was a puff. There was <laughs> like, a puff. It was there just was, like literally. It was he just went like out smoking. <laughs> I'm glad I can be your source of entertainment. Also, I checked on you before I left. I did yeah, not. John didn't. John did not. John did not. He just he started laughing. He went straight. Dude, I heard him start laughing before I landed. Before I landed, I heard this audio. I wish we could have kept because I was oh god. And John's laughing into the microphone. As I'm getting up to make sure you didn't just break your ass. <laughs> so, just to give everybody context of the sirens going on and the loud pop and pops, we are outside recording. I'm pretty sure you said that, Josh, but I don't know. I believe I did, point, but, I'm, uh, but I am forgetful. Yes. Huh. So, I wouldn't say that you got to rate your year compared to ours. You just got to rate your year compared to last year. Like, your year this year compared to last year. Is it better or worse? Wait, 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 wait. This year started off with Sacramento. Last year started off with a road trip with my best friend to South Dakota. And it was a good one. Okay, it was a fucking about, good year. What about the rest of the year, though? Oh. That's the question. Did it continue being that great? Mine didn't. It did not continue being that great. <laughs> Mine certainly okay, see, did not. <laughs> that was definitely the peak of my year. Same. 100%. <laughs> I have wanted that trip back ever since it fucking ended. Well. And yeah. I haven't given his knife back yet, so it hasn't technically ended. Oh. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Don't get real upset. Oh, I know you don't, because I forgot you had it. <laughs> I've moved thrice since then. <laughs> At this point, it's your knife. If I find it, it's still your knife. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what it looks like anymore. It's but a small one. <laughs> I'm going to say, as long as it's not the one I gave you at the wedding, that didn't mean anything anymore. That one mean well, the, yeah. But I know exactly where that one's at. That is in a very safe place. 
I don't. Is it so safe you don't know where it is? No, I know exactly where it is. I could go right now and grab that knife right this second if I wanted to. Oh, in this house? <laughs> no, it's not here. Oh. It's in my gun safe. Yes. Because I know if I carry that knife, I'm going to fuck it up. It's meant to be used. No, it means more to me than that. I'm not going to okay. use it. All right. I'm That's not going to be used. I'm not going to huh? argue. Everything's meant to be used. Everything's meant to be used, yes, but that knife means something to me. Mm. Carried on special occasions. No. But. So I've been thinking. Anna's not going to like this. <laughs> oh. I don't know which one's better. Because, like, leaving with Hannah now <laughs> is amazing. Only one thing's gone wrong so far. But I which, do. Re- which was what? Her dad. I specifically oh, remember having a conversation with this man talking about, you know how awesome it is to be married and not live with her? <laughs> <laughs> I told I her can, that the like, day before we got married. Like, I'm going to go visit my wife. <laughs> I found a text message I go earlier make today. a trip to go see my wife. Where is she? She's at her house. She's at her house. Oh, I said that shit all the time at work. She stays at her house. What do you mean her house? We don't live together. But you said we were married. Yeah, I said we were married. We don't live together. It's fantastic. And people's like, sleeping in separate bedrooms is an issue. <laughs> Motherfucker, I, my wife don't we're, live in my house. We're on the We don't even live in the same city. It was 25 minutes away. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that far, man. Oh, yeah. It's it 25 is. minute drive. Like where her, where her house is ain't nowhere near where no. he was. She lives in the booties, and I lived in the suburbs on the other side of the city. In the burbs. The burb, man. Oh, oh. I found a text message earlier today where the day before our wedding, I sent her, this is a sad day. And she was like, why? And I was like, because I'll never stay alone again. She was like, what do you mean? It was like, well, my uncle's coming over tomorrow, so he's going to be here. And then after that, I have to move move in in with you. And she was like, yeah, I know how hard that is for you. (laughs) (laughs) At least she understood. It's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's not that I don't love you. I love you. I love staying with you. Having your own apartment and a wife—it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> I mean, you're not entirely wrong here. We were uh-huh. never closer than when I was in Santa Fe. When I was gone for three months and she couldn't see me, when I came back, oh, we were real close. We were very happy together. I see what you did there. What? Just Santa you, Fe? Just you enjoying the wife. I don't understand. He means biblically. Oh. Yes. That's what I mean. We weren't <clears throat> married then. We got married after us came home for good. Okay. However, when that whole thing with her dad happened, my first thought was, you know, I could go traveling, get away from this. <laughs> she was like, no. No. Nah, you're stuck, dude. Like, I got all the way to texting my recruiter, and she was like, hey, what you doing? And I was like, the worst of both circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stay here and they're not talking to me. I can go to Virginia. Shit could get good. Well, one thing that I did say whenever I was dating my ex wife was that I'm not dating you and your family. You're not dating me and my family. We are dating each other. If you want to talk to them and get some advice, sure. But you're you're not gonna let them control the relationship just like I don't plan to let mine control the relationship. Funny how one side of that though. became for both of us. Well, kind of, sort of, because the advice I think that she was given was not the best, but
but I don't know. I had no conversations with anybody about the advice, but I will say that she did keep up her end of the deal about not letting them control the relationship, but they did have some influence on it. Um, Here's what I will say on my take on that one. And again, I am not bad-mouthing her. I am not running her into the ground. I am discussing an issue that I had. And my issue was she would come to me with something. Could be major, could be not. Didn't matter. It would be asking my advice about something. And I could research it or I could have information already. I could do an hour presentation on what she asked me about. And then she would go ask another member of her family that I will not specifically name. And if that person said, oh, I don't like that. And that was the whole conversation. That's what she went with. Didn't matter what my opinion was. Didn't matter what I said. Didn't matter if I was for it or against it. If that family member that she went and asked had a different answer than what I had, that was what she went with. And that was one of my biggest points of contention. I was like, well, what's the, why did you fucking ask me? Why did you even bother asking me this question when you knew that I was going to come to you with as much information as I could about whatever you asked me about just for you to go ask that person doing exactly what I fucking knew you would do and take their advice and just throw me back, like the fucking push me off to the side. Like if you're going to do that shit, don't fucking ask me anything because I'm not, I am not married to the rest of your family. I am married to you. And it wasn't a secret how I felt about some members of her family, which probably didn't go well because I am not for those that, you know, whoever that doesn't personally know me, if there's ever somebody that you were wanting to get a sugar-coated answer from, I am not your guy. <laughs> not I am not your guy. Because <laughs> if you ask me a question, you're going to get my answer. And whether you like your answer or not is going to be a whole lot of I don't give a fuck for me. Because you ask me. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> I'm not going to intentionally hurt your feelings, but I am also not here to protect your feelings either. That's just how I feel. That's how I was raised. That's how I live my life. And that's how I expect to be treated from, from my people. My people know that. And my people respond accordingly to that as I do them. So that was one of the biggest points of contention I had with, with her was, if you're going to ask me a question and you're not going to take my advice, when I should be the one that you should go to first, then I should be the one that should have the most say, don't ask me. You raised your microphone, sir. I'll stop talking. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I know that there's been a few times I shocked you with the, uh, the way that I said some things to you. Which needed to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily sugarcoat everything, but I do know that I make it easier to hear. Yeah. Um, you're, you're the step between me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if someone wants to say, hey, I need you to relay this information for me to Josh. And do it in a way that he'll understand. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, listen here, fucker. Look here, you <laughs> fuck. It's time to saddle up and listen. <laughs> and then when Josh tells me things, I think you need to relay this information for me to somebody else. All right. <laughs> hey, Buttercup. <laughs> yeah. You, <Jake. laughs> you need to buckle up. Jake, 
Jake is very much my filter. <laughs> yeah, I'm a filter for a lot of people, apparently. Yeah. You know how to talk to different people from different circumstances. But well, you I've don't. Yeah, but you still don't like. It's not that you care about what they think about what you're saying. It's that you care about edifying them in what you say. And like, you care about the person, but you try to uh, not lie to them at the same time. I don't know what edifying means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, building up character. Well, why don't you just say that? Rocket surgeon is one word. Missile doctor. Yeah. I actually Ooh, that saw that one. real pretty. Yeah, it was green and orange. We apologize about surgeon, the background noise. We wanted to smoke cigars and do the podcast. So we did, bitches. And it's beautiful. So I think this is the one thing about me. I understand the situations that people are, you know, how they're feeling. Because I, I try my best to understand that. Um, I also don't want to make somebody feel belittled with the way that I'll explain things. Because there's plenty of times where someone's explained something to me, like, do you not understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, I really don't. I do not understand what you're saying. And then they'll treat you like you're stupid. I've I've learned that there's times where people will have no understanding of what you may say, so you have to start saying it in a way that they will understand. And yeah, if you want to, the point to get across. Right, so I try to say it in a way that they understand what I'm saying, why I'm saying it, and how I'm saying it. Not just, I hear what you're saying, Yes, kind of thing. Not yeah. just nod your head, smile, and go on about your day. It's like, no, there's there's a reason why I'm saying this to you. So you either A, work on it, or B, you get your praise for it, and then you continue on getting better on both sides of that. You know, it's a leadership trait, right? No, I, I don't claim to be a leader. It's a leadership trait. Well, I definitely do not claim to be one. <laughs> um, I just, I just Give know it 20 there's... Years. Huh? Give it 20 years. You all have to, all have I hope it. not. <laughs> I, I hope not. I like I said, man. I just want someone to talk to me the way that I have an understanding, and they don't look down on me for not understanding it right away, or maybe like the second time they explain it. Because there's times I've I've had to explain something to a person five to ten times for them finally to go, "Oh, yeah, I, I get it." And then there's some times when people explain it to me, and like we are now on the eighth time, and I finally understand. Like it's finally registering because I have stopped my thought process and I'm now thinking about it the way you're saying it and I get it now. So like it takes time sometimes to get your point across to somebody. It also takes being very blunt and once. Like yeah. the 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 reason why I talked to Josh the way that I talked to Josh is, you know, he does does in take it better being super blunt. But I don't normally shut my filter off just to be super blunt. But I can still get the point across to the point where he doesn't have a, a issue with it. Now there has been a few times where I told him that what he's doing is absolute shit. I, I've said it that what he's doing is bullshit, and he's not growing, and he's not getting better. And he took that to heart because I said it the way that he understood it. Because that's what he's working on. That's his language, right? You get and, better. And so it's not to belittle him. It's just say, hey, dude, this is how I see it. I'm going to say it to you how I see it. And then we're going to go from there because I still love you to death. I'll love you the same that the day of the start and the day of the end, I will love you the exact same way. See, that's what people don't understand today. Whole thing about like, just because I'm saying something 
something that you may be doing in a poor way. I don't want to say something wrong, but something you could be doing better doesn't mean I'm saying you're a bad person. Yeah. I'm trying to make you a better person, but in order to do that, you have to see your flaws. So about that, I won't make somebody a better person because I can't. I can't physically just flip a switch and go better or worse. I can't do that. What I can do is I can give you the information that I have in my head and, and put it in a way for you to understand that is now your choice to interpret it and do what you want to do with it. So if you want to be a better person, I'll give you the information to work to get better. Hey, that is on you. But if I give you the information and you get sad about it, that I see it a certain way and you're not a big fan of it and you don't want to get better, that still falls on that person. So... I was using the time that I told you what you were doing was bullshit and you're not getting better. Uh, yeah. I, I use that as a reference of how, like, there's there's different ways to talk to people. That's one of the ways that I was explaining that you're very blunt. When you receive information, you want it given to you the same way that you give it to people. So That's just how I am. Right. <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't, I don't want to be sugarcoated. I don't want you to baby step me into it. I don't want you to just, well, if you just, you know, if you just, what, no, don't beat around the bush. Say what you got to say. That's the house I grew up in. My yeah. mom and dad <clears throat> didn't sugarcoat it. If they had something to say, they fucking said it. Yeah. And either it was going to be, it was going to be a, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. You're right. Or it was going to be an argument until they worked it out and then it was over. Yeah. Ooh, helicopter. Air care. Yeah, there it is right there. Yep. Literally, no, seriously. You can no, see. Yeah, it's right there. They're probably either they're going to a call or they're going to post in Stapleton because Aircare 2 got one. Well, doing a great job, everybody up there. Yep. It's but a it very users. distinct rotor wash. Yes. But the main thing is, is you have to understand that there's different ways that people will take in the information and you got to go that way with it. With John, with you, sir, I feel like I could be not necessarily extremely blunt, but there's definitely moments where I could. And you're like, oh, got it. And then there's times where I feel like it could be blunt. You're like, I don't I can know what you got. Yeah. I don't know if it was said, but that is a leadership quality that I don't know if you know you have. <laughs> God. I said the exact same thing, and he said, no, I don't that is literally, I don't want to be a leader. That it's is a leadership quality, whether you want to be yeah, or not. you've got it. And whether you want it or not, that is literally a taught leadership and instructor quality. It was in my instructor, both fire mm-hmm. instructor one and two class of differentiating instruction methods for different people. And it was broke down by generation. I have of, no idea. Of, well, that's what I'm just, I'm just telling you that it's mm-hmm. broke down by generation of how those people learn and how those people receive information and you differentiating how you have to give people information based on how they learn or based on how you know they're going to take the information is a valuable leadership skill. They're about to land over there. Are they? Yep. Yeah, they're circling. They're circling. Yeah, they Final <clears throat> approach. They're fixing to put her down. Well, could could they also just turn around and head back? This is very possible, but the way, they're fly- the, thing. the way they're flying, they're, these probably, they're probably about to land somewhere. If they were headed somewhere and then got a call, it is possible they would change their course. But the way they were kind of like coming from this way and then kind of got lower as they got went around. See, they've turned. They're making 
They're circling. They're about the they're bits uh, of land at some. I lost track of the lights. <clears throat> but anyway, but not that is <clears throat> that's something that you can't really teach people of how to of how to talk to people. That has never been taught to me. Yeah, that's well, between a leader and a boss, man. A boss will tell you something, but a leader is gonna try to get you to understand how to do it. And like, uh, that was one of the biggest things, and John can attest to this. What? What's it called when you make? Hey, I can't do all these things. You do this. And delegate. Then delegate. That's yes, delegating. John can attest to this because he saw it in myself and others that <clears throat> we were not going to teach you something in a way that you couldn't learn it, and we were also going to weren't going to teach you something we couldn't like we hadn't done. That's the you. You can't do this shit. Like I can't. Like I like I'm like building construction in the fire service as a class or as a topic was not my strong suit. Never was. <clears throat> so I was never asked or never volunteered to teach that class because hmm? it wasn't my thing. And, and they knew it was not like they would ask me building construction questions and I would answer to the best of my ability. But most of the time, the answer to that was, I don't know either. I'm going to go find you somebody that can answer that question or me and you are going to go research that very question. And we're both going to learn. That was a great thing about Loxley. There was a lot of good leaders in the department. I don't know about now, been gone for two years or such, but like, and each one of those leaders had different qualities. Like, if you wanted forcible entry, go to CJ. <clears throat> if you want how to properly get into and out of a fire and what to look for, go to Josh. Like, each person has had overlapping skills for sure, but they also knew when to. When to say I'm not the expert on this? Yeah, to talk to Will. <laughs> we we knew what we were good at, and we knew what we weren't good at. So one of the things that we would do is we would work on what we weren't good at to be a better instructor. The instructor and officer cadre in the last couple of years that I was a part of Loxley Fire Department was probably in my history and my tenure there was the best it ever was. And I'm not saying that because I was a part of that because I was a Lieutenant. I'm not saying that I'm not, I don't have that ego. <clears throat> I'm <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize. I'm just saying as a unit, as, as a team, as instructors, as officers, and even just as firefighters, we were the most effective that we had ever had in that department in my time. I don't know what it's like now. I'm not saying that it's not just as good because I don't know. I'm not there. <clears throat> no, but CJ's you're back in the game. You can't speak on it right now. Do what? But you're you're mature enough to know you you can't speak on it because you're not there. Right no, now. and I'm not going to speak on it because I don't know. And I'm I'm out of the game. I'm I've been out for two years. Like as a matter of fact, tomorrow will be two years because yeah. when I told them like January one, I'm done. And I, when January one, 2022, come around, Josh was gone. <laughs> And he had a box full of his shit that was back at that fire station. I didn't even keep t-shirts, bro. Yeah. I didn't keep nothing. Well, that's a good way to get out of it. Because if you hold on to things, it always will bring up the memories. Well, granted, I know you have them as it is. But it's more physical whenever your memories are, are triggered by uh, uh, actual like concrete piece of memorabilia. memorabilia. Yeah. I can't. I'm it's sorry. I'm going to trigger you. Well, yeah, I'm also trying to fight Bell's palsy and say big <laughs> words. So that was that was one of the things I had to explain to people. You know, like you could have kept your shirts, bro. No, I couldn't have. <clears throat> Excuse, pardon me. <clears throat> that was loud. 
But anyway, like that was me being done. Like I'm done. I'm out. I kept one thing, two things. I kept two things from Loxy Fire Department. Three things, excuse me. I kept three, four things from Loxy Fire. <laughs> I had to think about it, and they were—they're all helmets, though. Yeah. Like I have my yellow hat because I was the only one that ever took it in fire. I have my first black hat because I fucking cooked it because we were running a shitload of fires and we did a shitload of training. It was no longer valuable to the department. <laughs> no. <laughs> and instead uh, of trashing it, you kept it. Yeah, I have my new black hat. Well, that was an argument that we had. We fought for that, believe it or not. If you don't, I don't know if you were there. Do you, you remember? Could you take the moment and explain what the hats are instead of just oh, yeah, other than point. colors? Yeah. Okay. What you're saying, I, I get. But, but I don't understand might. the status of per hat, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So your yellow helmet, your probationary firefighter status. Generally, as a probationary firefighter, you're not certified. You're not, you haven't been in very many, if any, IDLH environments, which IDLH is immediately dangerous to life and health. Um, and you just haven't been exposed to very much. You are in the learning phase uh, from Loxley Fire Department's standpoint is that meant you were not an active member of the department. You were a member, but you were not a voting member at the time. It's 100% different now. Yeah. Also preface this, but this is how Loxley was and is, at, it was at the time and specific to Baldwin County. Yes. Because other departments work differently. Yes. With and I can't speak on other departments, and I'm not going to, which I'm glad you brought that up. I'm not going to speak on other departments because other departments did other shit. And I will tell you about the, the shit that other departments did momentarily that involved us. Um, so you're, you're a yellow hat, which meant you are a probationary firefighter and you are not a voting member. You did not have voting status. You could go to all the meetings. You could do everything you want to do other than vote. And you were encouraged to do other things. <laughs> yes. So from there, <clears throat> which is the way it was when I got my black hat. So you go from a yellow hat, a yellow helmet to a black helmet, which means that you are a an active firefighter. Most agencies around here, that means that you are a certified firefighter, either volunteer certified or career certified. Which means you went to class for this. Which means you went to class for this. But really and truthfully, the only difference between a career certification and the volunteer certification is hours on the clock. That's all that means. I thought it was physical. Well, it is physical because you phys- you have to do like physically train. You know, yeah, you, okay. it's a a recruit school. You have to go through that. You got to get hazed. You got to get smoked. You got to go. You, you know, they're going to try to make you quit like they do in any other academy or boot camp or anything like that. They've the got to weed out the weak. Just the the mental and the fire part, not the physical part. Yeah. So volunteer certification, getting volunteer firefighter and firefighter two. That's two hundred hours. Alabama State Academy is 365 hours. So if you do a bridge, basically all you are doing is making up the hours you are missing to get a career certification, which you only get Firefighter 1 because you already have Firefighter 2. Yeah. So, which usually what the bridge programs mean is you're just going to get fucking smoked for six weeks. It's the PT portion. It's your, yeah, you're just going to get, you're going to get fucked up every day. But back to what we were saying. The black hat. You have a black hat. You are now a voting member of Loxley Fire Department. You are an active firefighter, which does give you a little bit more seniority as opposed to the membership as as it goes in the membership. You know, you're a black hat now, so theoretically, you could be put in the situation of being in a an incident command situation 
or you know operations situation where you're the you're the lead firefighter on a scene you know the, you're the guy that's they're telling to go do the thing and you have to do the thing make the plan to do the thing and go from there with all that from there <clears throat> you get into your officer structure and with most departments around here other than Spanish Fort cuz they're weird <clears throat> you go to a red helmet a red helmet is <clears throat> is lieutenant and captain Loxley Fire Department many years ago removed the title of captain from the from the officer structure and changed it to battalion chief. So their officer structure is fire chief, deputy chief, battalion chief, lieutenant. There's no captains. There's no there's no assistant chief. There's no any of that. <clears throat> but uh, the farthest I got was lieutenant, and I have um. I have my red hat and I have both of my black hats and I have my, uh, my, my proby hat because I'm the only one that ever wore them. Um, I think the guy that my first, my first black hat, I think the guy had it for a month or two before he left the department. So it never saw anything. Like it never had anything happen to it. And I fucking destroyed that helmet. Like there were a couple of like, well, there was one training burn that got out of hand that I had that helmet on in, and there was a fire, an actual fire that got out of hand that I had that helmet on in. And in the fire that got out of hand, I literally had to hold two fingers up and hold my borks up because they were melting. And they were just kind of, they were going down like that. So I was holding them up with my <clears throat> fingers so they didn't Explain melt in my mask. Are. Explain what borks are. So borks are... V- not even secondary eye protection. They were just, it's literally <laughs> visors in the shape of half moons or crescents that you just flip down over your eyes. They provide dick on eye protection. <laughs> they really, they're they really not great. don't do much of anything. They're not, they're better than nothing if it's water, but if it's a projectile of any sort, yeah, you're it, fucked. It's going like it, it's making it through the cracks. It's making it through the cracks, which is going to break it off the helmet. It's, yeah. There's not a lot of protection with borks. But I hated, hated having a traditional helmet with a full face shield. See, I, I had, I, I replaced mine with a full face shield. I did not. It was better for me. I did not. My, my red hat and my black hat, my second black hat, they had the goggles inside of them, which I were never worse used. Than Borks. Were worse than Borks. <laughs> I didn't use those either. Because if you tried to get them out, you pushed too hard and then they would come out all at once and they would hit you on the bridge of your nose. And that shit hurts yeah. so bad. But they weren't paid person specific. Yeah. The reason I kept my helmets was because that was the one thing that I held on to. Because those helmets were with me through every single call I ever went on. Yeah. Those were with me through everything that I did. They, they've seen a lot of fire. They've seen a lot of wrecks. They've seen a lot of death. They've seen a lot of just fucked up shit just like i have they've also seen a bunch of saving yeah but i I don't have a hero complex like i've never been the one to say you know the the few times someone told me thank you for your service i don't know what to say like uh, thank you for thanking me i don't know i don't know what to say I, i don't and i hate it that i was i was terrible at receiving that i really was but i just i didn't know what to do because, well, I mean, somebody's got to do it. 
Well, I somebody's got to step up. I think the difference between acknowledging something and then a hear complex is that if you acknowledge it, you go on about your day. That's one thing. If you revolve your life around your one moment, that's a hero complex. Yeah, my life does so. not revolve at all around anything I did in the fire service. Okay, we'll continue on with the helmet levels. <clears throat> um, well, from the from the red helmet, you go to a white helmet, which signifies the chief officer. You are in you're you're one of the you're in the chief officer staff. You have you have fire ground officers and you have chief officers, which there are classes to separate the two. Um, you know, you have fire officer one through four and fire officer one and two are more for fire ground officers like line officers and officer three and four is more for the chief officer because you know once you get into fire officer four like you're writing a schedule you're writing a budget you're writing a grant you're writing um training proposal for the year you're you're doing like you're basically acting as a fire chief in that class which I made it. I took fire officer one. I don't think I ever took fire officer two. I don't think I did. I know I took instructor two. I don't think I took officer two. I'd have to look on the fire college because I don't remember. But uh, the helmet meant something to me, and it still does mean something to me. Like that was that was my helmet. That was mine. Like no one else took that helmet and did what I did with it. That was mine. So that means something to me. That's that's my. You know, I guess that's my my war medal or my my whatever. Like if I if if I had to show something to show that I had ever done something in my life, it would be my helmet. Or if anything, it would be the shield on my helmet. Because those shields were fucked. Because they're leather. Because you know, leather's not made to get hot. <laughs> not in the slightest. Not at all. Not at all. But that's that's one of the things that that mattered to me was being presentable. Because I remember in the fire service coming up with those guys that wanted to look dirty, like wanted to have fucked up looking gear, that wanted to have a fucked up looking charcoal briquette for a helmet, and just stayed filthy. Well, now we know that's a great way to get cancer. It's a fantastic way to get cancer. Like literally yep. unpasteurized cancer on all of that shit. So even when you're going on non-fire calls, you're breathing fire soot from the last two, yeah, three years. Yeah, and you're years. taking that shit everywhere. So, people's houses. Thankfully, uh, Loxley did get on board pretty early with, um, you know, like we hose ourselves down at fire scenes. Like, well, our gear is going to be wet. So fucking what? You're going to get the shit off of it. It like, should be wet I, from the fire anyways. And I got I got to give credit on part of that to Ash Warsbach because yeah. Ash is the one that came back and would go outside if we didn't get hosed off on scene and hose his gear off with the water hose. Ash was a big part of why I, why I started doing that, and then others asked why I was doing that, and I was tell them, tell them about Ash and what the reasoning that Ash gave me to do all that kinds of stuff. And I was like, this is why. Like, there's studies that show like getting this shit off your gear is a great way to help prevent you from getting cancer later in your career. It's not a guarantee. There's no guarantees that you're not going to get cancer. Like, I'm waiting. Like, I'm just assuming that in the next 10 years, I'm going to go to the doctor and it's like, oh, yeah, you've got all kinds of cancer. Like, you're eat up with it. Just because I come up with old hard asses from the fire service. You know, this is mid-2000s when I got in. There were still guys walking around making fun of you for wearing air packs. Those guys were still there. They were still around. Yeah. 2000s, they were still there? Hell, yeah. You know where those guys are now? 
He probably did. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Their fucking lungs were shot. Yeah, they had lungs that looked like fucking Crown Royal bags. Because, and I'm guilty of it, man, because this was the influence that I had around me. You'd get done with a fire, what? Oh. You'd get done, uh, you'd get, you'd get the fire knocked down, you'd get it put out, and the first fucking thing we would all do is go outside, shed our gear down to our fucking bunker pants and a helmet, and go right back fucking inside and start spraying water again. So the second you could go without a pack. The you second did. you could go without a pack. We were going back inside without a pack like fucking idiots. Just standing there going, <coughs> doing this shit the whole just time. Just trying to be a hard ass. <clears throat> just, yeah, just trying to be a bad motherfucker. Now we know that that was really stupid. I mean, I feel like they knew at the time, too. Well, you got to think the generation that came... American firefighters are very hard ass people. You got to think that that generation was the generation like, like Ed Vaughn's generation. You know what those guys used to do? This is true. They had Nate air Palm. packs that had elephant. Those called elephant trunk. Like it was just a mask with a hose on it. They'd stick their hose in their the, the mask in their coat. That's what they would breathe when they would go in fires with nothing but a coat and fucking knee high boots. You want to talk about bad motherfuckers? Those were bad <laughs> motherfuckers back in the day. Those were the guys that were their fucking just hard asses. <clears throat> Gear's too good in my opinion now. Blocks yeah. too much heat. But I just neither here nor there. But that's why I kept them because it meant something to me. Everything else, like I didn't keep, I don't think I kept my nameplate. I don't think I kept my collar brass. I don't, I I didn't keep, I know I didn't keep any t shirts. Whenever I remember you turning everything except your helmet, and there was a specific vote that, hey, Josh is going to keep his helmet. Well, I put it in my letter. That's right. Yeah. I put it in my letter of like, can I keep my helmet? So. There, there's that. That's what that meant to me. And that went on, you know, that I still have them. Like I have a plan for when I have my own house and have my own place to put my things that I will have something showing that those were a part of me. Those, those helmets are, are going to stay with me until I, until I die. Like if my son and my daughters want to keep them, they can keep them. If they throw them in the fucking garbage the day after I die, I'm dead. I'm not going to care, but uh, I feel like they're, they're going to, I feel like they'd hang on to them. It would matter to them too, but you know, whatever, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I can, as long as I get to watch them grow up, I don't really care. That's my main goal in life. Watch my children grow up so I can live long enough to be a burden to my children. <laughs> At your grandchildren. That's the, you never want to be a parent. You want to be a grandparent or an aunt and uncle. That's what you want to be. Yeah. Right? Right. Rent a Rent a babies. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> like as soon as my son gets his own house, the first meal I'm invited to when I go to his house I'm eating Taco Bell before I go over there. That way I can <laughs> shit my pants sitting at the table. And I'm going to look at him and say, you deal with it. <laughs> so speaking of being an uncle, the first nephew, actually, I'll tell you back, my only nephew, because I was thinking about her side too. Uh, my nephew, whenever he was announced that he was coming into the world, ha- do you know the, uh, the cartoon comic strip of uh, happiness and cyanide? No. Do you, John? Well, all right. Anyways, cyanide and happiness. Yeah, cyanide and happiness. Same I, thing. I know the name. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's just opposites. One dude's really, really happy. The other one's not. So, uh, my sister and brother-in-law were extremely happy, and I decided to send them a picture. It's a husband and wife at the doctor's office, 
and there you got your doctor, you got the husband, and the wife is in the bed, and and one of the frames. In the next frame, uh, the baby's born. In the third frame, uh, or I'll tell you back. In the second frame, the doctor goes, "It's a happy, healthy, bouncing baby boy." In the third frame, the doctor spikes the baby on the ground. In the fourth frame, it goes, huh, not so bouncy. (laughs) (laughs) I sent that to my sister and brother-in-law, and both of them collectively said, you're not allowed to hold the baby. (laughs) I'm just checking. You said he's a bouncing baby boy, motherfucker. Hey, man, that's my kind of humor. Like it's just it's just like whenever people whenever I'm playing video games or joking around with somebody they're like yeah well you're like I fucked your mom it's like well you must got one ashy dick because she's in a jar but I'm glad you took her out <laughs> she needed to get off that shelf and who boy the amount of people that go like dude that's dark it was like I know man open the jar so she can get some light shit <sighs> yeah I'm not that dark oh I am but like I don't <clears throat> I don't sugarcoat what my life like if you ask the right questions i will tell you anything you ask <laughs> well what give me that he oh. needs he needs the uh the burner yeah, apparently my lighter is out because it but uh hurts. i am that dark i oh. can't be that dark and oh, it my, is it is fun i know i have a <laughs> fucked up sense of humor oh yeah i know i do too but you got there's there's a moment in time when there's humor and then there's dark humor and then there's also just being realistic with it. Like, I understand my mom, she was cremated. She fought a phenomenal fight against breast cancer. Yes, she did. She fought, she fought a fight that she should have lost quite a while ago while she was still alive. Like they, they told her at one point, say, Oh, you got about six months to a year. And she, she fought that thing for like four years. She put up a hell of a fight and she, she was extremely close to being in remission. And then the final checkup, they're like, it came back. And that's when the fight started all over again. And that was the fight that I, I think she actually ended up losing. So my mom fought and she fought and she beat it. And then it just, just enough of it came back to where we don't know how aggressive this will be, but it's not great. And I, I was very realistic about it. Extremely realistic. And to this day, I'll be extremely realistic about it. I'll try to make it as funny as possible. See, that's one good thing about, like, my parents were never sick. I was just told one day by someone that they had passed, like, they had died. Like, my mom walked in. I remember I was sitting. I was homeschooled. I hadn't left the house in a while. She walked in, said, I got something to tell you. And I was like, ooh, someone died. Turns out it was my dad. Grabbed the cigarette. That was the end of it. And then Tony called me at two o'clock in the morning and said, Hey, are you sitting down? And I was like, Well, I'm laying down. He said, Is your fiance there? And I was like, No, we don't live together. And I was like, All right, I'll go fucking get her because this sounds like a good, (laughs) important thing. But like, never had to deal with illness or hospice or kidney disease or anything like that. I had to, I did with my dad. It was not fun. It was, uh, it was basically like my entire life of just yeah. watching my dad just waste away and hearing people that knew him in his prime, hearing how they talked about him and 
stuff like that is just it's it was it was hard to watch him go because it got to the point where we had to tell him no you can't and that broke my fucking heart more than anything in this world to tell my dad my goddamn hero that he couldn't do something that he could not physically go and do something that he had to he had to he had to have somebody else do it and um the day he died was uh, I was at work. It was rain day, and we weren't doing shit. And I was something just didn't feel right. You know, I didn't feel like felt like something was going on. Something was going on, and I just said, "I'm going home." Like there's ain't shit to do here, so I'm gonna go to the house. <clears throat> and I get home, and my mom is uh, I hear my mom, and they're you know, hey Jeff, Jeff, hey, and I went straight in the room and said, "Okay, what's up, mom? You know, I can't get him up." I can't wake him up. So I, uh, I start feeling of him and I try to, I try to get him to, to move. And I grabbed his arm and his arm was stiff. And I said, mom, he's, I don't think he's here. We didn't know at the time that his breathing machine would kick into emergency mode. Once you got below a certain breath per minute, it was breathing for him. We didn't know that because we just heard it in there going and we just saw she saw that he was his, assume uh, he's initiating the assume that he's doing the work so <clears throat> um and he was cold but you know dad was always cold he didn't have shit for circulation towards the end and um <clears throat> I told him I said I told mom I said mom I don't I think he's gone and she said no I can hear his pulse I can hear his heartbeat and she put her ear to his chest and said mom you're hearing your heartbeat that's yeah. not dad yeah, because I couldn't get a response out of him. Like I had all the pain responses, all that kind of stuff, and trying to get him to wake up. And I was like, "Mom, he's gone. He's not here." Like I had to tell my mother that my dad was gone, and then we had to wait for hospice to get there to confirm it, and all the stuff. And you know, all my aunts and uncles that lived down here, they cure, they came to the house, and it sucked knowing what it sucked knowing what was going on. Because they would ask questions. That's the worst part. And they would ask me questions, uh-huh. and I would answer their questions. But you have to ask, answer the same question over and over, over and you're just and reliving it. Over and over. Like, they would say, like, well, what, what about this? And it's like, well, this is why this is happening. This is why it's doing this. But he's, this is what I said. I'm telling you, this is this is why. Like, you can, you can question me all you want. Go in there and Google it right now. It's going to tell you exactly what I just told you. He's not here. Yeah. And then that was, you know, it's it's been six and a half years. It still sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I wasn't real close with my dad. And like it's been 20 years. 2009, wasn't it? 2003. I was 13. Oh, I thought you were older than that. No, I was 13. Oh, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Hence the grabbing a cigarette. <laughs> but yeah but like you never I don't know it's it's cliche and shit but I think it does make you a better person you you learn something from that and grow I mean I never thought I could do with Barry what I was able to after mama died but still trying to help his family that's good on you bro I didn't I don't think I got to grieve. I didn't. I couldn't in that moment. <laughs> I know I couldn't in that moment because 
I had to be there for my mom because my mom just just lost her husband, lost yeah. the the man that she was with twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, aiding to every anything and everything that he needed, and now he's gone. So in that moment, I couldn't I couldn't grieve. I couldn't. I barely shed a tear that day. <clears throat> and um, it was several weeks after the funeral. And after all of that was had gone by, that I finally shed a tear over it. Because I'm not a good griever. I am not. I absolutely am not a good griever at all. It is one of the biggest flaws of my existence that <clears throat> because of 15 years in the fire service and because of... Good? And because of... Exposing myself to those things. I don't like, I have a very, 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 very different way to handle death because of having to be there on all those different scenes and all those different things and having to, you know, cause you got to do it. Like you've got, like you can't, you can't observe that in that moment. Like you have to do, like you've got to be there. You've got to be able to do the job. And that's, that's, this is one of the reasons why I have such a fucked up sense of humor because that's what we would do. We would, we would laugh about fucked up shit on our way back, which rarely did we do it there. I mean, there were several that we were. Oh, we do. The, well, As a nurse, we do. Well, I understand that, but there were several <laughs> on, like, in the moment on the scene where you can't just because there's a grieving family member there. And uh, one of the, I'm talking about, dude, one of the worst things I ever had to do was <clears> I thought I was going to have to tackle one guy's, a guy's mom that got there on that scene. And she's, she got out of her car and she's running towards the scene and I'm, I'm running backwards. I get my hands on her shoulders. Like, ma'am, I'm uh, like, you've got to stop. I'm, yeah, you can. You will not go any farther than Telling this you point. You don't want to go any further. You, you, you don't want to go down there. And thank God for Gerald Biggs because <clears throat> he come around and he grabbed us both. Because you know, because he saw me. Like, I guess he saw what I was about to have to do, and he did it. Like, he stepped up and he did it. You know, he's got a badge, so that it's helps. Different him. coming it's, from a cop. Different coming from a cop, but the point remains the same. That was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Really, really, and truthfully, that was that was that's that sucked. Yeah. So I have a very, I really, I guess, just got a fucked up way of processing death. And when it came down to it being my dad, I didn't, I didn't process that well. I don't know that I still, I don't know that I have yet. I really don't. I think you're slowly processing. You're better now than you were. Yeah, for sure. I have I'll, to be. I will say, on on that part. Conversations that we've had about that, you've grown. You may not have grieved in a way like full tears, just broke down crying, but there's different ways to grieve. There's different ways to mourn. Yes. And I think the way you've done it for you has worked. Now, granted, I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've definitely done it in a very similar way. I haven't grieved for my mom. I haven't grieved for many things that I should have, but... I uh I can understand where you're coming from because when you're so used to being a go-to guy in situations that require you to be that guy, you don't know how to turn off being that. Like you don't know how to be vulnerable in a situation where you should be. You're more along the lines of, "Hey, I'm used to being the rock. I'm used to being the the steady person in this situ in this kind of situation." This is how I'm just going to go about it. So, go back to your training. 
Huh? You go back to your training. Well, not not necessarily even that. It's not a training thing. It's it's just a situation that people get put in. You've been put in this situation before, so you're going to handle it like it's, it's your right. comfortable spot. It's your safe spot. Right. So that's how and, you're going to go about it. And there's there's going to be people who say, well, yeah, he's trained for that. Well, what about the people who's never really been trained? They just had to step into that role. So, which is what I was going to say is that there, in a way, you can't train for that. Yeah, there's there's no <laughs> amount of training to be the rock. Like, there's no amount of training to be that person that no matter what happens, you are the mountain that will not move. That you're just going to be the person that anybody comes up to. Hey, what should we do? Well, we're going to do A B C so you can get the D E E a D E F, and then we're going to get on out of here. Like it, it takes a unfortunate situation to be put onto a person in an unfortunate circumstance to become the person that you fortunately will be for yourself and others. And I know it sounds weird to say it that way, but there's there's more people in the world that's like that and they don't know it because they don't understand that that is who they are. Like Josh understands it because he's he went to that kind of training. But for me... I feel like I was I was a very stable person for a bunch of things that went down. I've had people come to me, hey, what do you think I should do about this? What do you think I should do about that? How should you go about this? How should you go about that? It's like, if it was me, I'd go through it this way. I'd go through it that way. And I never really understood why people came to me in that kind of situation. But now that I've had this kind of year, I've had the conversations I've had with Josh and with Jody and my therapist and my dad and you know other people that I hold very dear, my best friend JJ, like, I understand where I fall in line for certain things. Would I be able to handle a situation to get a Josh? No, maybe not. But there's also things that I can handle better that Josh can't. And there's things that you can handle that we can't. And there's things that we can handle that you can't. Like, it, it all depends on the uh, circumstance and situation that people get put into on a routine basis. That is not their choice. Yeah. So, that's why you have friends. <clears throat> that's why you have friends because <clears throat> there's always going to be people that are better than you at something and you're going to be better at the something right. than them. And you got to have that. You got to have people around you that are better than you in, in things. Yes. Because yeah. if you're the best at everything, well, then you're in the wrong situation. You have the you wrong friends. You got to go to the situation that you're not the best at. You're, you need to go to the situation where you are the bottom of the barrel so you can work your way up. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the, it's the smartest person in the room. Uh, conversation if you're the smartest person in the room go to the next room yeah you have to keep growing yeah sort of years about i mean you have to if you're the same person now as you were december 31st of last year you have failed as a person and i don't understand how how that is easy for some people to do i don't because yeah well, growth isn't easy. Like growth as a task is not easy. But no. I think I think Josh is getting at how is how easy it is for someone to not grow. I yeah, think, is like, that where you're? Is yeah, that like where you're, you're not okay. trying to get better. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. Okay. pushing yourself. You're not exposing yourself to different things. And you know, I look at it like this. I see the person that I was like five years ago, and I'm kind of appalled because. Yeah. That guy was pretty ignorant to a lot of stuff, and that guy had some had kind of a jaded view on a lot of different things. That is very much not where I am at now. I am 
a much more understanding person to so much stuff, to so many different things, even from the last year of where I was and just looking at where I am now to where I was, like you said, December 31st last year, bro, it's like, it's, it's like I'm looking at a different guy and yeah. you have to have that. And it's, I've said this so many times over the years and even on this podcast, you've got to be around people that are better than you. You've got to expose yourself to better people and to difficult tasks. I think everybody should do some form of training. I think everybody should expose themselves to something that sucks. You know, shout out to Daniel and Aaron Tate. I've been seeing y'all getting after y'all doing ice baths now, doing cold plunges first thing in the morning. You know, yesterday morning, you know, the 30th of December, I got a a text and a video from Daniel Tate talking about that he inspired me. And it was a video of him in an ice bath. (laughs) <laughs> of him getting in an ice bath. That was the first thing I saw when I opened my eyes and I said, well, guess I'm going to get in a fucking ice bath. That's exactly what I did. And I can't faced, be the bitch. I, I, I can't be a bitch. I FaceTimed him from the ice bath and he was like, ah, it worked. <laughs> he, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. But that's that's friends, man. Like that's the one. So I have friends that do not like each other, that, that don't like to be in the same room as each other. But the one thing, the one common thread, all the people that I consider friends, they're all at least trying to get better. Like some of them suck in certain aspects of life. But whenever I'm whenever people think I'm probably trying to be an ass, I'm actually usually trying to point out your flaws and point out maybe we could get better at this particular part of life. Yes, which you should. You should do things that suck. Like, and it doesn't have to be a hard workout. It doesn't have to be an ice bath. It doesn't have to be a marathon. It could just be something that you don't like. Like, I don't like, like, say, for instance, you don't like to sit down and read books, but you want to gain knowledge. Well, reading a fucking book's a great way to do it. That's one of the things I've been striving to do is to read every day. And I don't hate reading. I kind of get complacent because of audible.com because audible's fantastic. But <laughs> when I'm using audible, that's because I'm doing something else. Yeah. But I've been trying to force myself to take the time out of my day to sit and read a physical book, which is a struggle because it's not a great way for me to retain information. Like yeah. through most all of the fire college classes I ever went through, I could tell you probably a handful of times where I ever cracked a book because I don't learn that way. I'm not that kind of a learner, but I'm doing different things. Like I've got a book that I'm reading right now. Shout out to Jim Allen, uh, the book that he gave me called Struggle Well. Like I'm diving into that book right now and I'm taking notes in that book. Like I'm actually writing in that book of what I like. I just started doing this, but I'm writing notes in the book of what like sort of like I'll underline a certain line that I'll see and I'll write a note off beside it or I'll write something off to whatever. Like in this book, it literally said something about um, life happens. Things are going to happen. You have to expect the unexpected and you have to be able to roll with it. Like life's not always going to be good. You have to accept that life is going to be bad sometimes. And if you can accept that, then you will have a better chance of getting past it and being better on the other side of it. And that is literally the entire message of the good philosophy by Jocko Willink. You know, didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted. Good. Didn't get promoted. Good. Didn't, um, you know, more time to get better. You know, the mission got canceled. Good. We can focus on another one. Just, you know, taking the bad and rolling with it and making something good out of it. That's literally what that is. And, it's a great philosophy to live by. 
And it's it, you just got to be better. It's it, the better you are for you, the better you're going to be as a human, and the better you're going to be for the people around you. And if you're better for the people around you, you're going to inspire them themselves to be better. You're going to make them. Uh, hopefully, if they're if 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 they're on the a similar path that you are, they're going to see you getting better, and then they're going to want to get better. And then other people are going to see them getting better, and then they're going to want to get better. Like Ash. Like Ash. Like the word, the ice bath. Who? The, the ice bath from Tate's. <clears throat> you see the people do certain things, and they lead you to do, to be a better person because of them. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I inspired them to do ice baths. I'm not saying that. Maybe I am, or maybe I didn't. Who cares? They're doing it. They're getting better. They're doing something difficult, and they're getting better at it. You know, they yeah. don't they don't stay in nearly as long as I do. That's fine. I could barely do it for five minutes with tap cold water when I started. And now but I'm up started. to doing now I'm up to doing it. You know, I'm in average of 20 minutes when I get in the ice bath. Like yesterday that motherfucker was in the 30s. It was freezing yeah. cold. It was it sucks more in the winter. It sucks more <laughs> in the winter, but the winter is free ice bath season. So yeah. it works out great. But it sucks. But you start your day doing something that sucks. And the things that come up that might suck throughout that day aren't going to be as bad. You've already you've, experienced the struggle. Yes, you've started with something difficult, so things that have the potential to be difficult throughout the day might not be as bad. So take that for what you will. You want to start by doing something that sucks? Do something that sucks. If you know, if you wake up and walk for 30 minutes in the morning, great. That's awesome. That's self-improvement. That's that doesn't have to like you don't have to go like you ain't have to wake up for your, your my new year's resolution is run the Boston Marathon this year. I, I hope you can do it. You're, You're fucking gonna die, if you can. <laughs> like there's a thing that you might experience called rhabdomyolysis and I can tell you <laughs> that it's not fucking fun. Yeah. Cuz I was knocking on the door of having rhabdo one day when I woke up and I pissed Coca-Cola. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't lift and run today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should take it a little bit slow today. Maybe I should take a day off. But that's the thing. you Chasing self-improvement literally will improve you. Yeah. 1% better every day. You know, that's a, uh, I don't remember who I heard say that, but I cling to that. You know, being 1% better every day. You don't have to try to move mountains on the first day because you're not going to. It's like going to the gym. You It's like... You start going to the gym tomorrow, and when you leave the gym, you're not going to look any different. The next day, you're not going to look any different. The next day, you're not going to look any different. 40 days later, if you keep going and if you stay consistent, you're going to be different. You're going yeah. to see changes. You're going to see improvement. So consistency on this journey is one of the most important things you can have on top of having discipline, on top of having, <clears throat> on top of having accountability, on top of having just... Just good people around you to help you be better. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a monumentous. A monument. Monu, God damn it! It doesn't have to be a fucking major undertaking. Oh God! <laughs> Should have what? Ah. Uh. I said I should have watched after Clinton more. He did not inhale. Oh. It's <clears throat> not the right way to put that, but I was currently choking to death and I couldn't think of a better way to put it. I knew you'd be back. <laughs> Miss me yet? <laughs> 2024. 
<laughs> it's a new year, it's, baby. It's new year, baby. Here I come. <laughs> Jake has uh, taken it upon himself to start a fire. <laughs> and it, it looks, looks lovely. Beautiful. It looks lovely. <laughs> lovely and warm. <laughs> so what are you looking to achieve in 2024? I was thinking about that. So there's this uh, podcast that I listen to where they talk about yearly themes instead of like uh, resolutions. A resolution is, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the gym every day or I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Or, But if, if you start out with I'm going to go to the gym every day, if you don't go January 2nd and you failed the resolution, then fuck it. You might as well not go the third. You might as well not go the fourth <laughs> and the fifth. A theme, the way they put it, is every day I'm going to think about this theme. And it's like you, you, I'm going to get 1% better. I'm not going to – if I if my goal is to grow my business <laughs> – and I make $1 more next year than I did last year. Technically, my theme is complete. If every day I think about my theme and I work towards that, if the best I can do is 1%, I work towards it. I didn't fail. I didn't succeed the way I wanted to, maybe. But yeah, getting a little bit better every day is the purpose of a theme. I've been thinking about that, and I don't quite know yet. I do know I need to get better at math, <laughs> like a lot better at math. I still love your calculus Snapchats that I get. It's like, <laughs> I got 14. Well, I got 3,012. Well, you're both right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes in calculus, the answer is infinity. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Which side of the zero is the answer on? Yes. Well, all right then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that, right. So I'm sorry I'm a little late. No, you're good. Um, you were doing things. I wanted to, I wanted to add something to the uh, New Year resolution thing. Okay. I'm not going to do one. Why? Because I think they're horseshit. Indeed. Just like just like you were saying. If you don't do it the the second day or the third day or the fourth day, you've already failed your resolution. What I want to do is I want to take whatever it is I was already working on about myself, and I'm just going to continue on into the new year. Yeah. So if you're already working on something to get better, Continue doing that. Don't make a resolution. Just say what I'm already doing. I'm going to be better at that than what I already am. So it's not a it's not a resolution. It's just dedication, consistency, it's discipline. It's all well, the things you can be consistently good. You can also be consistently bad. Indeed. So if you add dedication to being better at what you want to be better at, you don't have to be consistent. You can take a day off. You can take two days off from doing it. But when you get back at it, your dedication is back at it. Yeah. Because I don't have any real resolutions that I want to work on. I have things I want to start dedicating my time to and stop having wasted time. I have a few projects that I'm going to start um, in the new year. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to paint that room. I got the room painted. That's part of the dedication I have towards what I want to work on. And it looks wonderful. Thank you. It does look good, dude. Appreciate it. Um, so now that I got started with what I want to do, it's time to continue doing it. The, I'll have you know, some information coming out about it here soon. Um, one of the projects I want to do, uh, one of the other projects I'm doing, I've already started on it, but I want to do my best to remain anonymous about it. 
because mm-hmm. I don't want my name necessarily out there for it. Not because I don't want to be recognized, but it's just because it's a personal enjoyment that I will share with other people who also just happen to share what I do. There's just some stout fireworks. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, that was great. That's, that's the kind that the city gets. <laughs> Where they got those from is I need to know. <laughs> the I army. have a field beside <laughs> us. We can yeet them on up in the air. Huh. It could be Gucci. <laughs> Speaking of small improvements, I had a an account that I put like $10 in every week or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> at the end of every year, that account had $600 in it. I bought, bought, bought fireworks. Yeah. Might need to start that again. Okay. So that's another $600 thing. $600 worth of fireworks is a nice amount of fireworks. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something else I want to do is I know that I haven't been the best in my financials, but this... this I. Well... We went through a situation that we didn't plan on either. Indeed. So now that I got a good understanding of all the things I need to start taking care of, now that I I have the ability to do that, I will, you know, I'm going to start trying to save money while also paying the other stuff off and doing the, uh, not necessarily the exact way that Dave Ramsey said, but in a way that's in line with it, I will, you know, snowball my money that I save from paying off one thing into something else. But I'm also going to have to spend money to make money. Yeah. So that goes back to the dedication part is the things that I'm going to put my time into, I will spend money and effort on those. And that includes people because I'll also need some people to be with me while I'm doing some of that stuff. And I want everybody to know that when you're with me, as long as I can afford it, you're not going to be paying for anything. Like if I go out and I'm doing a personal project, I'll pay you for your time. I'll make sure that you're taken care of for the day. If we got to stay somewhere overnight, good, great. I'll take care of it. And that's a dedication for me that I will put forth that effort. So I make, make sure that everybody around me that's helping me is taken care of and they don't have to stress out about that. Cause I know, I know there's awesome, dude. I know there's a bunch of projects that people want to do and they try to get hold of the people but they charge us an insane rate to get to have that kind of stuff done that there's people that just can't afford it. Yeah. Like there's people that charge, you know, anywhere between 500 to a thousand dollars an hour just to be on property. That's not to do anything. That's just to show up. What? Yeah. Don't need that job. You got, (laughs) you better get a big ass fucking name then. (laughs) You better get a name with a lot of people attached to it. Yes. But, like, I don't want to be that guy. Like, if if I come to help you, sure, take care of me a little bit. But I'm not going to say, hey, man, I need 10 grand to show up. Yeah. No. Like, I need you to make sure I have a place to stay and you feed me. If you want to do some other stuff, that's on you. I just got two needs, food and a place to put my head. Other than that, I can take care of myself. Yeah. And that's why I was saying if I have anything like that come up and there's people around me that wants to be part of that, as long as I can swing it, I'm going to take care of everybody. Because I know there's people that get in that financial burden that they're, oh, well, I can't I can't make that trip because of X, Y, Z. Well, I'll cover X. I'll cover Y. You take care of Z. That's two-thirds of your problem taken care of. I feel that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and with that, you know, I have stuff that uh, I'm working on in my head. I haven't, I haven't started planning yet, but I have some stuff for us mm-hmm. that, that involves the podcast that I do plan to take care of. Yeah. Um, which some of the things I've talked about with you, I'm still going to take care of those because it's financial side of stuff. It's for the, the microphones and whatnot. Yeah. 
Um, but there's other things that I haven't talked to you about yet because I got to figure out what the schedule is for us next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also going to be some things with you that involve us that I'm hoping to do because, uh, well, if you go on a trip, why not make it a fucking boys trip? Bruh. I'm serious. Well, we can plan for this. Dude, if we go back to South Dakota, I want to go the exact way we went the first time. Oh. I want to see the mountain of Nebraska. I was going to say, we got to show Jake the mountains of Nebraska. I'm so down. But like, oh, and runs. Uh, so, like in May, the end of May, the start of June, I already have a trip planned. But that's already with another group of people that I'm going to go with. And this, this particular go around, I'm hoping that I don't have to be in the situation that was this year and the trip that I will be in the next year. And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a bad situation. It really wasn't. But I also don't want to be surprised with something to go, hey man, here's $60. Drink it. Because I, I paid for a $60 shot that I didn't know was $60. Yeah, but that's that's experience just like the podcast. Like, your experience in doing it on the couch in the house. When you bring shit outside, things change, small things go wrong. Yeah. The more you go on trips, the more you plan for something, the better it's going to get. Right. And I'm not the biggest person that likes to take trips. I really don't. But I do need to get more experience of this nation under my belt. The furthest west I've been now is Dallas, Texas. That's it. Oh, bro, there's a lot to see between here and there. So Louisiana make, doesn't count. <laughs> well, we're going like, we'll go through Missouri. <laughs> we're going to go up and around. <laughs> All right. If you want to see American history or nature, that is the big choice. If you want to see nature, go west. If you want to see American history, go northeast. Mm, to a degree. Yeah, think about it. We have a bunch of history around here. We have yeah, a, yeah, but I mean, like, if you want, if I want to see the beginnings of the nation, sure, yeah. I'll go. Yeah, up like there. go to Gettysburg. I, mean, I want to go to Gettysburg. I want to go to Gettysburg. I want oddly enough, I want to go to Boston. I just want to go see the harbor. I want to go see. The, I want to go see the things. I want to yeah, go. That's see, where the tea was. Well, that's <laughs> where they said fuck those guys. Hot dig a tea. One of the things I want to do is I want to go to the nine eleven museum. Ooh. I, I want to go, I wanna go there, there with you because I feel like that's going to hit you much harder than what you think it would. Oh, bro, I know that's just going to jack me up going through there. Uh, we I, could would, do that. I would love to go Especially with you there. Especially knowing a lot of those stories from those guys. and I got uh, through a lot of college on those those stories, telling people those stories. Like <laughs> The last ride of Ladder 118. If you don't know that story, Google that right there. The last ride of Ladder 118. <clears throat> the Stephen Stiller Tower, to Tunnels to Tower, the whole 5K that was in... That was in memory of that guy. If you don't know that story, look it up. Yeah. Um, you Oreo know this Palmer. is this is uh, uh, this is Tower Three, and we're we're still headed up. You know when they were saying it's time to go, you got to get out. And you know this, and I post that every year. This is Tower Three, and we're headed, and we're still headed up. Mm-hmm. Every one of those guys is dead. Every one of those guys on Ladder One Eighteen is dead. Steven Stiller, the crew that he ran to go be a part of. Every one of those guys is dead. Murdered on nine eleven. Yep. What was the chaplain, Mike? Um, 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 Mike, Michael, Michael. I should know this. His last name is escaping me. Yeah, victim. Like is he's victim he's, one. He's, he's 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 God damn it. He's listed as victim one. Is it Michael Judge? I don't no, think that's, that's right. The beefs and buttheads, dude. No, it? no, 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 no. I think that the yeah, that is. Guys, we got a portable computer in our pockets right yeah, now. Yeah, my fingers aren't working great. Um, well, that's why I started that fire so you can walk over there and warm <clears> your hands up. Um, um, but that's, I want to go see that. I want to get a passport. 
I want I want to go see. Here I would like to go to see Canada. I really could give a shit less about Mexico. Michael Judge. It was Michael Judge. That's what I thought. So the only thing I would want to go see in Mexico is the Baja 1000. That's it. Okay. Do you know what that is? Sounds like a race through the desert. They're a race, it is. right? It is a race through the desert on motorcycles, Volkswagen Beetles, um, trophy trucks. I thought Baja it was trucks. just trucks. I you had me at Beetles. Motorcycles. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> people that build competitive Baja Beetles, and they are fantastic. That sounds amazing. That sounds uh, also, you never know what you're going to get into because it takes place in everywhere of public people. Like, there's people that will walk across the road as the race trucks are going by. Is it in the Baja Peninsula or yes. is it okay? So it's like south of California, Mexico, not yes. like cartel land. Oh, so it's not oh, spicy no. Mexico. It's no. not spicy Mexico. <sighs> I have zero desire to ever go to spicy Mexico. Anywho's yeah, like, like when you go to Cozumel and you're in a gated community and they tell you if you go outside the gate, you're on your own. And this is like south of Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to go there. I want to go see Ireland. I want to go see you no know, Scotland. I want to go see England. Hey, I got Apparently, a, a massive amount of family history over there. We should don't plan these say trips. anything about me being fucking Irish and ginger. I oh, almost said you're going I'm, back to your homeland. I've said it plenty of times. So I'm, I'm going go see to the Italy motherland. with an empty stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Russia so we can fix it the Russian way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, really? I, have, I would like to go see Auschwitz. Give it a decade or so going to Russia. Yeah, now's not the not, time. Now now's not a good time. Let's get through World War Three first. <laughs> we haven't hit it yet. There's not many places involved. There's a few, but not all of them. Not yeah. all the yups. Well, we'll see what this. We'll see what the administration change does if there is one. There's. I hope so. Anyways, um, <laughs> and it's not even me just being conservative. I just this particular girl around sucks shit. I don't yeah. really give a fuck for Trump. I really don't. Yeah. For the record, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm an American. I just want to be left alone. Let me have my toys. Don't tax the fuck out of me anymore. And I just want to go to work. Let me work. Let me be a person. Like That's Frizella. all I really care about. That was that video I posted yesterday. Yeah. I'm not right. I'm not left. I'm not conservative. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I'm not libertarian. I am a fucking American. Leave me alone. I want to pay I want to pay low taxes. I want to be a good human and I want to be a good human for everybody else. And I want everybody else to be good humans. Exactly. Fuck everything else. I also want to go like I want to go to Japan. <laughs> I want to go to Japan because I just want to go see all the cool cars I can't ever fucking afford. Yeah. Would it be okay to go to one of these places per year? That's kind of the idea, yeah. Like, I've already paid something off that I can start putting money towards. I can I can start saving money. And then, so I'm 35. I'll be 36 this upcoming year. By the time... Shut up. <laughs> by the time I'm 37 is... I'm hoping I get enough money saved up. I get the passport. I get all, all the things situated here. And I have enough vacation time at work if I'm still working there. Because um, I do eventually want to work for myself again. I would love yes. to do that. And which is why I'm kind of I'm going to be starting the, the the projects. I was talking about that with somebody yesterday. I, I want to work for myself again. Not because I don't like working for my boss. The guy that I, the, the, the boss, my <laughs> boss is the owner and the boss of the company. And he is by far top three people I've ever worked for. When it comes to an actual owner that I've ever worked for, um, he is the best. I work for some other guys that own their own company, and I work for them. And outside of work, great people. Inside of work, no. They were absolute garbage. And the boss I work for now 
if he if he called me right now and said go to the shop and start working, I would say love you guys, but I gotta go. Like I would yeah. I would make sure that my boss is taken care of because he takes care of me. I was out for eight weeks with the elbow surgery. Never questioned anything. He said, when, you, when you're allowed to come back, come back. No questions mm-hmm. asked. Didn't say, well, we're going to have to find somebody to replace you. Nope. Never in my mind that I doubt I was going to go back. That's, That's good. so valuable. That's so, so good, dude. And so, like, I, 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 I very much appreciate the boss and the owner that I work for. <laughs> but I heard something in a show called Ted Lasso. Uh, you and I watched a little bit of it, I think. I watched some of it. Yeah. I, I didn't get into it because I started like in the middle of the show. Right. So I didn't know what was going on. Um, we still haven't finished Lucifer, by the way. We do got to finish <laughs> Lucifer. Uh, so the the owner of the football club, ASC Richmond, is a lady named Rebecca. And she, she became the owner due to a divorce from her and her ex-husband where she, uh, she kept the team. He didn't. And she initially wanted to run the team into the dirt because it was going to hurt her ex-husband because that was what he loved most. Well, as the season, as the show progresses, the coach that she hired makes her human instead of a vengeful, bitter person towards her ex. She now becomes a person of the team and of the community, right? Okay. Well, eventually she takes somebody on her wing and she starts teaching her the ways of being your own boss. And she said something that resonated with me because of the fact that Josh and I had her own company at one point. She goes, you don't, you don't hire somebody, you don't train somebody to work for you. You train them knowing that they could leave and better themselves. And I know that my boss, he, he likes me for me. He, he knows I'll show up. He knows I'm not going to do anything dumb to get in trouble. But I also have a feeling that he knows that if one of us was to leave to go better ourselves, he would not hesitate to say, if you need help, let me know. Because whenever I told him I was doing my own thing uh, with Josh, he's like, anything I can do to help, let me know. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like he, he was one of the few people that said, if you need help, I'll help any way I can. And I was real naive. I was real ignorant about it. Because I didn't necessarily, it's not that I didn't believe them, but I thought that we had enough knowledge of what we were going to be doing to be able to make it on our own. And for the most part, we did. If it wasn't for the fact that he got COVID and it, it didn't hit him near as bad as it hit me. Yeah. Um, he was out for two weeks because of the mandate. I was out for three and fighting to make it. Like at one point, I don't know what I was puking up, but I'm pretty sure I was puking up the worst of the worst the body can make. Like, it was bad. I didn't eat anything for three weeks. I couldn't. Horrible, horrible um, term that John's going to know what that is probably called. It's not even fun to say moist pink sputum. Hmm? Yeah. Frothy. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I have, I have the ambition to be my own employer again. I have the ambition that I want to be able to go do the things that I want to do when I want to. Not have to I don't want to have to ask permission. Like, hey, I want to go take a trip over here and go ride with these people for a month. Well, that's part of my job. Let's go. Or, hey, I want to go over here and take pictures of these cars at this show because it's part of my job. Oh, hey, man, who's going to tell you no? I'm not going to tell me no. Let's go. Like, I had the ideas. 
I just got to start putting forward the dedication because I finally have figured out that I want to do something I enjoy. And I do enjoy welding. I love welding, but my body can't handle it. Like I'm at the point where, you know, both my hands don't really work very well. I had to have a surgery to get used back in the right hand. My my back isn't great. I'm, I'm pushing off a neck surgery. Like, I have all these things that aren't fantastic, but it is what it is. But if I can work for me and, and take a much easier job, then I'm going to. Yeah. So, all the things I've been doing within the last, I'll say, two or three months, the, the personal growth, the personal enlightenment of what I am and who I am has been leading up to what I will start next year. That's the dedication I've been putting towards me because as much as I love everybody that is in my life, um, at the end of the day, I'm the only one that can hold myself truly accountable. So if I can't do that, I don't expect anybody else to do that for me. So that's, that's my thing about the new year resolution that's my thing about the dedication anything that anybody want to call it i i personally don't think you should do a resolution anymore because it's it's horseshit you put something on a board or on your phone or on a piece of paper and you say this is what i'm going to dedicate myself to i've written it down i put into existence i'm going for it and that is probably the best piece of advice i give anybody is when you say you're going to do something do it doesn't matter how good or how bad it it starts, but you got to stay with it. Just do it. Just go for it, and you're going to be better regardless. Mm. That's one of those moments where onward and forward <coughs> means more to me than just about anything else. So that was my two cents I wanted to add, and I'm going to go warm up real quick. <laughs> yeah. I like it, sir. I'm excited to see what you do and what we do and everything that comes with that. Um, I think 2024, dude, I'm just going to burn the ships. I'm going to invest in me and I'm going to invest in this show and I'm going to invest in a few others. <clears throat> and I'm, uh, I'm going all in on some stuff. Like I've got, uh, I've got a couple of things that I want to do content wise that I'm going to try to start doing and we'll uh, see where that goes. I, uh, I've got some things I want to do business wise with Jake, with the podcast and also with myself or see where that goes. Um, I'm going to keep my job obviously, because you know, if that doesn't work out, I can still retire when I turn 55, if I keep the current job that I have <laughs> now. And then if, if that's the better time to do the thing, then so be it, then we'll do it then. But as of right now, I, I'm I'm gonna burn the ships. That's kind of the philosophy I'm thinking of. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to implement the word good more. I'm gonna try to I'm just gonna continue to gain gain knowledge in the next year. I'm gonna continue to chase knowledge because I uh, I got stagnant on some of those things and I can't I can't stay stag- stagnant. That's how you. It's another thing that you can do to grow. So yeah, I'm. Uh, that's where I'm at. And then I'm just going to, I'm going to invest in me. I'm going to invest a lot in me because I've got some things that are, that have, that have come up recently that I really want to invest in and really want to be better for and really want to see where they go and what comes of it. Cause 
you know, I'm, I'm a happier person than I have been in a long time. So I want to see what comes from that. And I want to see where I can take my physical health. That's something I'm going to take way, way different approach to next year in the next year. Rather. Um, I don't know what strongman looks like for me in 2024. I don't cause I've got a, I've got to find out how fucked up my shoulder is yeah, for sure. First where you can know anything about that. I can't hear you. <clears throat> got to heal first before you can know anything about that. Yeah. Well, I don't even know how fucked up it is yet. Yeah. So of how, of how it's even going to heal or what it's going to take to heal it. Um, I've got to get something looked at with my neck. I think this has been causing my migraines of dropping a 200 pound sandbag on my head. It's certainly not improved my quality of life. It really does. <clears throat> um, I may potentially be looking at another heart surgery in the next year. So what my training is going to look like for the next year is going to be probably more towards what I was doing, you know, just, you know, just physical self-destruction to be better. You know, I want to be strong. I'm going to be strong. Like I still am going to deadlift 600 pounds. I'm going to, you know, I hit 315 on a floor bench press, but I want to hit 315 on an actual bench. Um, you know, I just, I want to get my squat up to actually squatting like a man. Cause I see women on Instagram squatting more than I squat and I don't <laughs> like it. But that's fine. They've they've had the ability to sink that kind of time and effort into being strong. I haven't yeah. like I want to. So that's going to be my focus. But it's just going to be physical self improvement. It's going to be the, my goal for the next year. You know, because when I, this training and shit I was doing when I was still active in the fire service, I was just fucking destroying myself. But I was I was in great shape. I was very very capable of doing what I needed to do, and then some. So I want to get back to that. Like I said, I don't know what strongman is going to look like. I'll still be a part of the sport. I'll still be immersed in it. We're still going to have people from the community on here. We're still going to be involved with that. I'm still going to be involved with the sport. It may not be from a competition standpoint because for those of you who don't know, competing four times in a year is dumb. That's that's a dumb thing to do. It's I a was, lot. It's a lot. I mean, I had my, I was at my fourth competition by eight, by August, and that was Alabama's Strongest Man, and that was, whoo, that was a lot. That was hard. It took me it took me about a week before I was actually felt back to normal from that one. Yeah. And I think fatigue, just fatigue in general from that. Like I I don't know. Like I'd already signed up for Red Brick for Red Brick Two in April. And I'm was probably gonna do Alabama's strongest man in August, and I might have done Mississippi in December and just only done three for the whole year. That way I've got like four months in between each competition to heal. I don't know what that looks like now. I don't know if that looks like I'm going to be able to do any of those things. I'm not going to tell myself I'm not because then I won't be able to do it. But as of right now, I don't know what that looks like. But regardless of the fact, it's just going to be about being better, being better for others, being better for myself, investing more in others, investing more in myself, and you know, seeing how good of a human I can be. And going from there, but um, as much as I hate to do it, and I know we could be out here for hours having this conversation, I I can't. I gotta go to sleep. Yeah, you gotta go to sleep. You gotta go to work. I gotta <laughs> go get my children, and I don't know what Mister Giles has to do, but I'm sure it's important. So, can you come back over here for a minute, sir? Please and thank you. <laughs> he was over there by the fire. I don't blame him. 
Uh, if we didn't have expensive electrical equipment that we would have had to have moved over by the fire that's not made to be around <laughs> fire, I would have said we could have took the podcast uh, to the fire, but I don't think that would have been a good idea. Yeah, it wouldn't have been advisable. So It wouldn't have. All right, what did I miss? I'm sorry. You didn't miss I heard, anything. I'm, I heard what you're saying, but the, the part that I got called over for, what, what, what's going on? Well, I was going to get your final thoughts and of the year. You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, John, thanks again for contributing as much as you have throughout the year. I know we've given you a lot of shit. <laughs> over the years but you know it came from a place, a place of love we're just fucking fired. with you you're fired you as our producer we're looking for a producer we can't pay you we can't really give you anything other than an attaboy and a, they will give you some shit if you can't show I can up provide work, tacos though. we can definitely there was no tacos involved well yeah well we know what? now well, this is new year yeah, it's new year new, new year, year new show new year new producer new year new producer you can apply you we'll, can't apply we'll talk about it alright you have first dibs. Technically, since you're the only one that's ever had the job, you're going to have to train the new producer anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm also going to have to get a better setup to help us do that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, all the stuff. I will say part of the producing is the equipment, and my equipment was shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot garbage. It's gotten better, though. I will say it's gotten better. You've gotten a lot better with that. You've done yeah. fantastic things with this stuff this year. Like um, it's basically been you that does this. Well, no, on the equipment side, yeah, sure. But you've booked just about every single guest that we've had on the show. Um, you have you've done all the logistics of getting everything set up for people, like getting them on, like on board, what time to be here, what time to get on to talk to us when they've been abroad. You know, so it hasn't been just me. When it comes to when it comes to the technical side of it, yes, yes, it has. When it's come to the the guests and the logistics and getting everything sorted out for that for the weeks, it's been you. I have had zero influence on that. Well, I had to do something. Well, yeah, but that's not the point to this. The point is that we made it a show. Yeah, and we and John Stewart failed as a producer sometimes. He did. He's fired. Um, <laughs> we still love you, John. We oh, no, better. Are One day going, take off, it'll be Saturday. <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff we want to do 2024 for the show. We are already booked for January and February. Okay. Um, we are working on getting video. We're working on getting um, our setup may change. With, our setup will change. Our setup will change. It well, will change. That uh, is, that's one of the, dedica- the, the dedications I made um, a few months ago. Whenever these issues started, is that I wanted the quality for one to be better, and two, the the use is going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. So, with that being said, with Sofa Chronicles going into twenty twenty four, we definitely, definitely, definitely need as much support from our listeners as we can get because we've got some stuff we want to do. We've got some cool stuff we've got that we're going to talk about doing. And bringing to you, bringing more content to you, bringing different things and all that kind of stuff. And we need y'all. We need y'all to be a part of that. Like we're, we're I mean, we, without y'all, it's just us sitting around with microphones. I mean, we which, want we want them to be a part of it. Yeah, we want you to be like a part we, of it. We want you to be in, involved as much as you want to be. If you want to come over and just hang out, there's a, you know I've had people just want to come to the house and hang out. Bring it on. I told them to like come. You're more it's welcome a great to come time. hang out in- on a remote show. It'd be kind of weird because it's you know you we here than 
If you're just sitting on the couch, you're not going to hear what we're talking about unless you get headphones and grab a mic and jump on the show. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, you're more than welcome to join. There's no issue with that because, like I said, I, I hope to have uh, a, a more professional setup because, honestly, we're just three dudes sitting in chairs right now outside freezing with microphones and laptop. Like, yeah. that's the setup. But I, I plan to reach out to some people that do this professionally. I'm like, hey... For a small startup, what can I do to get good quality and I can have up to X amount of people talk? So I'm going to start doing that. I mean, hell, I might even get bold and contact fucking Joe Rosen, guys. Well, if you hear something back, good luck. Let me know how it goes. Hey. We got to do a Zoom call. Let me know. I'll take the day off to be there to prepare myself for that. Well, that's kind of one of the other reasons why I painted that room so we had a kind of more professional looking room. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But one um, of the things coming up for 2024 is possibly having a strong crew roundtable of taking our stuff to Mobile with their stuff and having just a big group of big group of dudes hanging out just shooting the shit. That's that's on the table for next year. We need y'all support to help us do that. So, um, this was a good learning year for this podcast. For us, yeah, on the show, um, this is what number forty six, forty six, yeah, yeah. So uh, we are, we're gonna keep doing the damn thing. We're gonna keep, we're gonna keep bringing you the best that we can do. We're gonna get better. <gasps> we're gonna get better as people. We're gonna get better as a show. We're gonna get a producer, and we're gonna continue to love John. So here's here's the numbers for the year. Um. So for Spotify, because that's all I can speak on, is Spotify, we have had 2,542 plays. We get roughly 46 people on average per episode, and we're up to 78 followers on Spotify. Hell yeah. For, for two guys that don't know what they're doing, that's really not that bad. <laughs> that's not bad. It's not bad um. at all. And then especially with trying to figure out how to make content, how to at least engage the listeners and, and stuff. And I know that there's plenty of times where the shows have the lulls, have the boring moments where it's hard to listen to because you're just there and you're like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. And that's, that's going to happen with every show. Like there's podcasts that are out there that I would never get into just because I have no idea what they're talking about. And it doesn't necessarily interest me either. So when people ask me, what the podcast is about. And I told him, honestly, it's a little bit of everything. We've talked about politics here and there. Briefly. We talked about throwing people that lose the fights in the old folks home into a black hole and see if they survive. <laughs> talked about punting babies and bubbles. We've talked about mountains in Nebraska, mountains in Nebraska and rainforest of, uh, or yeah, talked about the rainforest of rainforest of Kansas. Like we talked about mental health. We talked about, very, very briefly on religion because I know it's a hard thing to to talk about for people. Um, we talked about calculus. We talked about cars. We talked about bringing back the mastodons. Bringing back the, the mastodons. Not mastodon. Woolly mammoths. It was the woolly mammoths. Yeah, it was the woolly mammoths. But my recap for the show is that we have had a good learning year. Yes. It was also a bad year. Just because of, I don't think we got as much engagement as we hoped for because it's us and we, the amount of people that we know. But that's okay. 
mean, everybody has their life. We're not saying that everybody should invest their time in us. But when I say I want people to be part of the show, you can be a part of the show just by sharing it. That's it. You don't even have to listen to it. I, 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 if you have no interest in the show, I urge you not to listen to it. I really do. But I do ask out of just friendliness, say, hey, this might not be for me, but this could be for someone that I know. Yeah. And if you're looking for something funny to listen to, the first episode that you were on is by far the funniest. To me, it is still the funniest episode that we've had. It was a good one. If you want to have an episode where you really understand the struggles that we have, not necessarily just as, as men, but just us personally, episode with CJ, Men's Mental Health. Was yeah. that episode 11? Yes. It's a great insight to how our minds work. And there's people that don't understand that because we don't ever really say anything about it. Um, so I have the analytics that I can find pulled up for Apple. Okay, one second. Uh, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. No, you're good. You're good. You're um, good. For me and the show, um, the setup will change overall. Not only the microphones, but the setup in, in the living room is going to change. Um, the show will hopefully get video. So I'm shooting for is is a better video because what I already have is decent, but I can only go so long because of, of limitations. So I'm trying to find good cameras that will work um, off the laptop. I want to do better at the, the social media things because this year, the most social media engagement that I had was when I did the video every day for 30 days for the month of November. Josh has been very good about sharing when the episodes go live. And I wish I could schedule it to do the same thing. So when the episode goes live, it schedules the, a post to go live because it doesn't. Like It gives a notification on the app, but like our Facebook and Instagram, the Patreon, it doesn't do that. I need to figure out what program I could use to do that. And I know they're out there. I just got to ask. Um, and the l- most important thing to me, not the last... In, in least, but the most important thing to me is just growing the show. And I'm, if the audience doesn't grow, that's fine. But as a show, as a person, as a co-host of the show, I want us to grow. I want us to be better. If we have one person that listens consistently, as long as they enjoy us and they feel like they can take something away from every show, I'm okay with that. I would prefer that than having a thousand people who will listen for five minutes and say, fuck those guys. I'd rather have one person I'm making an impact on than the thousand that just like, oh, these guys are just another two guys talking. Yes, we are. But I'm trying to find that select group that wants to actually have a laugh with us. And if they said, hey, can I come in and sit in? Maybe say something on a microphone. Well, front door is open. Just let me know when you're coming. Don't shut up. Don't show up unannounced. I will lose my mind. Uh, but that is that's my recap for the year. It's been a good year. It's been a bad year. It's been a variety of things. And starting tomorrow, well, when this comes out, starting on the first, so starting on the Wednesday, this comes out, which will be what the third, fourth, third, yes, whatever day, third, third. Yeah. So from the, the release of this episode. To the release of the next episode, 
I plan to be infinitely better. At least, at least 10% better. That's my goal. Because if I'm going to be working on me, I need to work on the show. I need to work on the projects. I need to dedicate my time and use my time wisely. And I think, uh, I think the, the important thing to take away is we had a ball learning. We had our last. Yeah. We made some great memories and we're going to build on them. And that's what everybody else should do too. Build on what makes you happy. I think, I think that's it, man. Very good. That's, that's my end of the year. So for Apple podcasts in the last 60 days, we've had 456 plays <clears throat> total all time. We've had 2,900 or 2,900 plays. Have a total of 27 followers and 50 listeners. And to piggyback on what Jake has said, um, constant self-improvement is the goal. That is what I'm going for, what Jake's going for. To be better for myself, to be better for my children, to be better for the people I'm going to invest in, to be better for the show, to be better for everything. Self-improvement. That's where we're at. That's where I'm at. That's where Jake's at. That's where Jon Stewart's at. John's going to do some great stuff in 2024, I'm sure. Going to learn more about rocket surgery. Rocket surgery. He's going to do his first rocket surgery by the end of the year, I'm sure. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounded good. Uh, the end of 2025. Okay. Well, we're going to love and support you through that. And, you know, you have a spot here anytime you want it. Um, and that's uh, as as the homeowner and co-host of the show has said, there is an open invitation for the days that we record for you to come in here and shoot this shit with us. The days that we record is Sunday. Sunday. At 5 o'clock p.m. Indeed. Central Standard Time. We have deviated that from that probably three times since we've done the show. Uh, no, it's been a few more, only because the the time frame and the time scale varied for other people. Yeah, I think we've only recorded on a Saturday one time. Yes, that's true. We've only recorded on Saturday once, so that's because... Uh, I believe that was Cody Weaver, was it not? I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was due to some personal issues that he had come up for Sunday that we had to push it up a day. But I haven't heard anything you said over the barrage of fireworks that went off behind you. Yeah. And I hope the microphone picked up you and not that. Uh, Or more of you than it did that. I feel like it picked us up. (laughs) Our first guest for 2024 is Miss Allie Taylor. Yes. I am fucking stoked to have her in here. That is going to be a blast. I'm hoping the house will be fixed by then. That's that's January 7th. That's when she's going to be here. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, she not. is the first guest of 2024 season of the Sofa Chronicles. Well, you just make sure that she knows to overlook the She mess. understands, and she is uh, she is, she is a very understanding human. She's a wonderful okay. human. Good. So, um, to all those who listen to us, or this may be your first time, this may be your 46th time, thank you for your support. Thank you for continuing to be a part of our show. Thank you for everything, and... All that good stuff. Uh, John, do you have anything you want to say you to wrap it up? anything you want to add to, this, to the show, sir? No. No? Nothing? I'm nope. just going to keep doing what I do. That's being a great human. Things just 
fall into place. Being a wonderful human. Being a wonderful human. <laughs> for John Stewart, for Jacob Giles, for myself, and for all of you beautiful people, thank you for your support. We love you all. We are going to do great things in the next year, and we want you all to be a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, with that, we are out. Goodbye, 2023, everybody. Happy fucking New Year.